good afternoon. This is the Material Podcast. No, 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 this is not a concert. This is the Material Podcast, recorded live from Google I.O. 2019, episode number 202. I am your host, Florence Ion. And I am another one of your hosts, Andy Anatko. And my audio seems to be a little clearer than yours. And without a rock band and an old-timey wooden sailing ship noise behind me, I, we should explain. Yeah, so I'm sitting right next to a giant redwood uh, facing the entire press room. I Everybody was working, so I didn't want to like, yep. stop. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, but the redwood, when the wind blows, it shakes um, quite a bit. So it's going to be a lesson in California nature, flora and fauna, <laughs> which apparently I'm also allergic to because I've been sneezing for the last two days. But you're, you're at a major annual developers conference for a tech titan. So you've got lots of energy anyway. I have absolutely no energy. I have no idea how we're doing this podcast right now, actually. Uh, so I haven't really been able to look around at all. Like I haven't seen anything <laughs> besides the keynote and the press room and the bathroom in the press room. How, so how is the bathroom in the press room? It's clean. And um, they have little accoutrement that you need in there, which is very nice. Nice touch. I appreciate Name brand soaps or do they, do they have like Android shaped little hand Name soaps? Name brand sunscreen. Yes. Yeah, that, that was one thing that Sundar uh, pointed out at the very, very top, that, yes, we've learned a lot, and so that's why we have, we've given you shade, <laughs> rather than having you bake for four hours in the sun. Well, today, or rather this week, it's not as bad as it was in years past. Um, I will say the food this year... <coughs> Sorry, hold on one second. <coughs> what did I tell you? I'm allergic to the South <laughs> Bay. I'm allergic to Silicon Valley. <coughs> I need to be up in the North Bay. Where all the water and moisture is. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> Where was I? I have a feeling Tim's going to leave in. You're you're, you're, <laughs> you're, no, no. I think. See, I, I, again, we're having sort of like a, a live festival remote sort of thing. So you're like like Kennedy F, at the uh, at the at the MP, MTV Beach House or whatever. I exactly. barely remember that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, people here are fully dressed, by the way, um, in their most comfortable wear. I myself am wearing a hoodie because it's just it's, it's, and Nikes because there's so much walking and like power walking that you need to do. Um, behind me, for those who are wondering, I don't remember if I mentioned the band, but the Flaming Lips are doing their sound check. So that's exciting and also annoying because it's right next to the press room. <laughs> so it's like. We're, we're giving a special shout out to our editor, Jim, out there, who I'm sure the fact that you can make any sense of this is owing to our wonderful and long-suffering editor, Jim. We thought, see, we thought, it, uh, we see, I had a plan to make this even worse because last week we're chatting about like Google I.O. and hey, are you going to be able to like record on site or do you want to wait till you get home? Uh, and I said, well, j just to be fair, so uh, what I'll do is like, I'll just like drop a microphone and a power strip out my window and just like sit on a folding chair on my sidewalk. So we'll get traffic noise and wind noise on my end as well. And then the, that was one of those great ideas that come to you at 1am and then you remember the next day and you kind of shudder. So yes. I'm looking at the levels on the little zoom mic, the, uh, the H1N um, and they seem fine, but our editor will tell us, you know, hey. Exactly. Feel free to submit comments and suggestions about how I could be a better <laughs> podcast recorder. Um, also, we're also this is the extra. Not only do we have the excitement of a live broadcast, we have the excitement that uh, Flo is next to a giant redwood, and Google was able to provide them with a live band to rehearse behind her. However, there is not a power outlet, so we've got what are we down to? Less than an hour of battery on your Chromebook. An hour and 11 minutes. There you go. <laughs> um, and Bluetooth headphones, just to add, just to make this super <laughs> dangerous. Uh, also, just so you know, wedged, I'm wedged in between the home the Nest Max, the home yes. hum, hum, no, hum, no. <laughs> the home Max hub. I'm nestled next to that demo station and Stadia. So, uh, yes. The Nest Hub Max, uh, which we will talk about 
because I did get a chance to look at that um, as well as some other things. Yeah. I do want to say that today I took a moment myself. Um, I went to McDonald's. I, the food's been really good at Google I.O. this year, but I just, today I was already feeling so tired and I just needed salt and fat and preservative. So that's what happened today. Yeah, see that that's the it's it's lovely when these companies provide you with food, but oftentimes they decide to make the food into a concept of its own, like saying, you know, we're doing all of these we, we've said that one of the cornerstones of us is improving people's health. So we'll give you like lots of flax and weeds that haven't been categorized yet. And, and so they're not very heavy on saying, no, what everybody needs is a big ball of protein. Just the meatballs four inches wide and two different dipping sauces that they can just hold like a softball and bite into like an apple. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, We have so much to get into, but before we get into it, so we're kind of just going to do a broad breakdown of Galeo this week for those who have like missed it or maybe only got to watch like half of the live stream. As for me, if you happen to be around, uh, when this pod, well, this podcast is actually probably going to be posted after I interview Hiroshi Wilkheimer. Yes. <laughs> so, no big deal. Um, I will be moderating. I'm actually moderating the panel. It's really super neat. And it's not just not just moderating a panel, but a but moderating a panel with somebody rather significant. It's a fireside chat, so it's going to be casual, and probably by the time this posts, you'll be able to watch it on Google's website, I imagine, which is terrifying for me, but, yes. you know, got to find that little voice inside that says, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes you just you just got to forge ahead when you when you find out that you have an opportunity to like be on stage with Hiroshi Lockheimer, uh, who is uh, essentially the one of the founding members of the Android team at Google. And still, if you were to come up with a list of four people at Google, you'd like to have on stage next to you to ask fire questions at definitely he would be on that list. Uh, and you're gonna do awesome. And remember, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, day two of uh, of Google I/O. You're talking to him tomorrow, so I'm sure we'll have lots of really cool things to talk about about that talk next week. It's also, my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Just there's yes. a lot going on this week. Now, see, now we we we've uh, talked. You might not see me next week. <laughs> I'll be recovering. We've, we've talked about this in Slack. That if you're if if you're talking to someone who's that important at Google, who has access to probably even in his own office, he's got a whole bunch of crap like prototypes and samples and like finished products that is, he's just tripping over anyway that he'd love to get rid of. If word got out that it was your birthday on the day you're on stage with him, you know, he could he could it would be cool for him to do an Oprah sort of moment where he just wheels out a cart with all this stuff and and also a gift basket of again protein like protein 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 like like pork rinds protein. yes oh not pixel 3a's and 3a xls no <laughs> well uh, if <laughs> uh, again if i'm if i'm filling out my wish list i would not uh, i could i can buy a pixel 3a what i'd be thinking about is that they it's possible to do a build to order of a pixel book or a pixel slate with you know, with the i7 and the 80 terabytes of SSD storage, so it'll get you into the price of a good used car with less than 20,000 miles on it. So, I would not be saying that on the stage to him. But so, uh, one of the main messages yesterday of the, the keynote, uh, which happened on Tuesday, May 7th, was a lot of Google just putting out the message: our products are helpful, our products are available to everybody, meaning internationally and on phones that are cheap as heck, care about privacy, always have and continue to add privacy features, care about transparency, always have and continue to add transparency features, <laughs> we care about security, care about so many things. Just Please don't legislate of... us. We're so, we try so hard on all these things you're angry with us about. Yes. I mean, it, I mean, I, 
I personally was very happy to see at least the like the bias in machine learning that was just fully addressed up there. I was not expecting to see that, and I was happy to see that that ultimately happened because just having those little nods to what everybody is kind of really talking about, I think, is very important. Yeah. They, especially the one of the examples that they spelled out, which is like, how do you train? How do you train a machine learning model to identify zebras in pictures? Well, you show them lots of pictures of zebras, and they start to learn. Okay, is the fact that they have hooves important? Yes, it is. Uh, they, the fact that they're in like a grass grassy plain? Yes, it is. And that all the things they think is important in identifying a zebra. They said, okay, so now let's give them lots of pictures of doctors and tell them to identify pictures of doctors. And because most of the pictures they're going to encounter because of society will be pictures of male doctors, if if left unchecked, the machine model can decide that male is an important component of identifying a human figure as a doctor. And that's the sort of thing that they have to make sure they have to train out of a system. So, yeah, that's such a good thing for them to talk about. They they even had a comic book. Uh, they they had uh, two uh, two of my favorite creators, Lucy Bellwood, who's actually kind of a friend of mine, and Scott McCloud, who ha- wrote one of the seminal graphic novels about how graphic novels work, and had them do a comic book about federated learning, uh, which is th- basically explaining to people how their machine learning works, which is to let uh, do all the have your send a reduced copy of Google's machine learning model to your phone, the information that you give it makes it much, much smarter. And then that model goes back up into the cloud with its additional intelligence and smarts, but without any of the data that you had given it. So to try to try to sell to people the idea that we are aware that we can't just simply be hoovering up all the information that you put into your phone or everything you do in your phone that if we don't if, if we can't use this information to help you out we're not going to we're going to try to figure out a way not to use it so but we're giving you everything you want which is a much much smarter phone without the things you don't want which is your your saucy text messages uh to a future hopeful paramour being part of the data set of like I don't. I don't. I don't want the marketing. I don't want to get ads targeted at people's whose uh, like bar chat game is very weak. I would. That, that would be very accurate. I'm guessing, but yes. So, I. I will say, like, if we since we're talking about that, a lot of the the little things that were announced, like, well, I guess they weren't all little things. They were a lot of really big things. Um, a lot of the features announced are going to be actually user usable <laughs> it's not <laughs> yep. you know what i mean like in terms of, of transparency security and privacy like these are all things that are coming to the user it's no longer because i feel like in the past it was very much like security uh and and privacy tools brought in for developers to implement but now it's like oh no we're just stripping it down and just letting the user completely decide where to take yeah. the route and I think this was the first time that, like, right at the top, when everybody's watching before people have started to tune out because there's lots of math language being talked about that they don't interest them. This is the first time they said well, we we we're trying to make helpful products, uh, so which is which should be self evident, but sometimes it's okay to say that we try to help people and make their lives better. We're not just. I think you know. I think that almost point by point, they could try to be saying. We're not Facebook. We're not even any close to Facebook. We're we we define ourselves as being so totally not Facebook without being Apple that that's that would be very very proud achievement for us to not be Facebook. Our mission statement is don't be used to be don't be evil and now it's don't be Facebook. Speaking of which, did you notice the just the um, did you notice the mention of the gardener? study where they had said that they android was the highest rated in terms of security it scored highly in like 26 out of 30 categories which i i have to read the report i'm not sure if that's accessible for everybody um i just thought that was a just thought that was a very 
major nod at sort of the naysayers that have come through. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're not talking this week. We're not talking. We're not going to be doing deep dives into much of anything because so much there, there's the keynote, and then there's two days of sessions that are streamed live that get into real the real details of what's going on and so yeah not so of I, which i've had time to go to of course <laughs> i see that that's the um i'm sorry just to finish uh, finish what i was about to say instead of getting myself distracted sorry about that is that uh uh it's one of those things i take a note of and say that's interesting if true Let's make sure I take a look at this study. Let's make sure I see what people who are experts in security think about this study, because uh, that is definitely something that they want to talk about, because uh, a, a lot of security experts are basically have basically said, hell no to Android, not in any way, shape or form. I don't agree with them, but that's what people who these specific people think. And that's a very, very useful data point. But see, that's what, what uh, but I want to get back to like. It's weird that I'm you are actually at Google I.O. I am 3000 miles not at Google I.O. And probably I know more about what's going on there simply because I have I for the since Tuesday, all I've been doing pretty much all day is watching live streams and emailing people that I know say, hey, I don't understand this. Can you explain this to me? And reading what other people who know more than me about a certain topic are digging down and thinking about this. Whereas when you're at, I've been there too, when you're at this conference, so much of your life is just about keeping body and soul together, making sure you get five hours of sleep, at least two meals and one shower a day. And then everything else is kind of super, superfluous almost. Yeah. I mean, everyone is here. So it's a, it's a very, for us in the media, it's an important opportunity. It's an opportunity to be able to come face to face with the folks who are working on these things and kind of like get the behind the scenes. Like, this is how I know the people behind these things. Like, I don't know. It just, it I guess it makes me more invested in a way. Um, But it's also just nice to have that experience. Uh, I will say also being here, you get to really feel like the possibility of the the rest of the crowd, like the actual developers who are and just, um, and I'm sorry, by the way, I keep talking in circles. (laughs) I do feel like this year was a little more tepid in terms of like the keynote was very, the energy was very kind of leveled. You know, I feel like the, the really big woo came from the dark mode. <laughs> it was the dark mode and the ability to turn off a Google Assistant alarm by simply saying stop instead of, hey, Guillermo. It's like, that, that, that's got to hurt a little bit as a developer uh, inside Google saying, I spent... I don't know the names of two of my three children. I've been working so hard on this new user interface prior. And the thing that got the big cheer was just not having to say, okay, Guillermo, this is not a fulfilling job. I need to work at my uncle's lumber yard. People, thank you for selling me lumber. I'm now be able to fix my roof. Thanks to you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I have to say, though, I miss being in your situation (laughs) because I'm not going to be able to sop up any info really, truly until I've recovered from physically having to walk and socialize for (laughs) not end, Um, which I realize I'm out of practice of, by the way, working from home (laughs) for so many years. I will say... So just to tease everybody, next week we will talk. Oh, there's a bug on my Chromebook. Next week we will talk about um, the Pixel 3a because I did get to take one home, which is very exciting uh, for review purposes. So we will have to. We'll have to dive into that. And I think that would be the best time to also dive into Android Q because I'm realizing that as great as everything sounds, like it's really when you pod it and put it into motion, the beta in particular, that you can really feel the full package and kind of understand the trajectory. Yeah. There were uh, there were a couple of interesting 
omissions, I think. I, I rewatched the keynote uh, just this afternoon, and the, I didn't notice it at the very, very first that, uh, well, obviously Sundar Pichai opened up the keynote by saying, hey, welcome to Google, da, 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 welcome to I.O., ha, 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 ho, ho. Uh, but it, he didn't come back at the very end. Just the last speaker just that was talking about uh, TensorFlow and how different developers are using it, which is your typical, let's, we want to talk about this, but that will obviously get to the very, very end. He just said, okay, well, that's it. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because there's going to be another session in 20 seconds. As as I was fast forwarding through it, I thought, does this, did the keynote end? Bef- does did the YouTube video end before the actual keynote ended? So it's not, it, this is not, as not like the year when they had a skydiver drop in wearing prototype Google Glass. It's not even the year that, oh, I forget which of the founders did the sort of like, musing doing his ted talk in the stage while a big floating globe behind him made him look like some sort of it wasn't yeah so it was kind of a okay that's we've we've run out of things to say and so now we're going to stop talking it was it was, it was a very engineer way to end a keynote yes precisely but that's also what i meant about it being like tepid it was just very like here's a bunch of new stuff you're gonna be using it pretty soon and probably have more safe <laughs> got any questions i'll be hanging around by the mellow yolo machines <laughs> questions like my office hours are every thursday and friday uh which is fine i'm actually okay with that i kind of i kind of honestly like having less having my hype meter down a little bit because we've been getting all these leaks and things anyway lots of lots of hype being built up and sites and other tech sites and new sites um and so it's kind of nice to just be like and, and to be honest, this this the thing that always gets me down about Apple keynotes, particularly if I'm if I've like gone to the time and the expense of attending it live, that so much of it is yay, cheer, 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 cheer from people who they're not necessarily audience plants, but they're from Apple and they're going to be a lot more excited than those of us who are taking notes and are formulating questions and are maintaining our shields of skepticism and cynicism about every single thing that a CEO says on a keynote stage. So I, I have to say that it's nice to see a thing where, and now the, the headphone, the, the headphones will be, will be, we've added an extra eight centimeters to the length of the headphone cord. Yay! Oh my God, yay! Spasms. Camera flash, camera flash, camera flash. And it's like, no, I dare you to get me excited about anything you're saying, which is the proper response at a developer keynote. I was genuinely, I was genuinely interested and invested in the the features that were being announced and just kind of like the the reason for why they were included and just how that is going to change the way that I use the operating system yeah. as a user and my relationship to these products. I thought it was an effective keynote. I was kind of bummed that there wasn't even a mention of Chrome OS or Wear OS because not, not even like sort of a hat tip to, so, and they're going to be talking about it later on in the week, I'm sure, but it's like, oh boy, what it would have sounded great if they'd shown off anything about Wear OS. It doesn't get me excited about investing money in a Wear OS device at this moment in time. I also agree. I wish I had heard more about Chrome OS, but I, that's the other thing is I haven't been able to like go to any sessions or anything, be able to like sit in and, you know, hear what I, I have. I don't even know the sessions <laughs> for the most part. It's just, well, you're also filing stories. <laughs> that, that's the other fun thing about being boots on the ground, all of that. And you have to write and file. So we are still kind of knee deep in talking about the keynote. Um, we, Partly my fault. We were jumping around everything. I guess let's quickly let's quickly recap just kind of what was mentioned in the keynote because we keep talking about like I keep talking about the impact of it, but I feel like maybe aren't <laughs> entirely aware of what it was uh, that was announced. So as uh, Andy and I mentioned earlier, this keynote was very much focused on building a more helpful Google for everybody. Um, right at the top was Sundar saying knowledge, success, health, and happiness. And then, of course, see the but the 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 kind of sad thing was that as soon as like that last bullet item like appeared on the slide between Sundar, they cut to like a tight shot, so you kind of could forget everything that they said. Yeah, I it's uh, keywords, 
keywords are how the internet is indexed, so it all makes sense. <laughs> um, so part of that kind of building a more helpful platform ecosystem for folks include uh, includes allowing them to be able to opt out when necessary. So some of those abilities include a new incognito mode for Google Apps and services. So not just in Chrome, but in Google Maps. Maybe you don't want like Google to know what location stuff you're looking at. Maybe you're spying or something, I don't know. Um, or maybe you want to go on YouTube and look up something horrible and not have it <laughs> algorithm. I don't blame you. It's like watching a car crash, which is terrible, by the way. Anyway, um, okay, let's talk about happy things. Um, and also an incognito <laughs> mode to be able to search. Um, also, just in that vein, there's going to be more robust permission settings in Android Q that's going to allow you to basically like decide which apps have which particular permissions, and literally all you have to do is toggle them on and off. Like, and they're going to have a, from what I understand, a big like privacy section right at the top in the settings panel for Android Q to just make it be like, this is the first thing that you probably want to look at before you delve any deeper into the settings panel. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. It also seems to be system-wide because later on they're talking about other, like more, the your, your Google account, Google ID. And now I don't think they've really hidden your privacy controls, but they certainly, it wasn't certainly the first thing that you see when you click on your picture uh, in your Google account. And now they're saying we're moving that to the very, very top, which is very, very self-aware of how the things that scare people about Google and how you can make it less scary for them. This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. And you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers, and they're all looked after by their incredible 24-7 support team. If you ever run into any problems, just drop them an email or give them a call or just chat over IRC in the Linode community if that's easier. Whatever suits you best. Oh, and they have some super useful guides and support documentation. So if you just need to quickly look something up, you can. Their new management panel is now in beta at cloud.linode.com. This new management console is a single-page application built using the cutting-edge React.js stack and is backed entirely by our public API. And it's open source. Plus, they factor two-factor authentication to keep you and all of your data safe and secure. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for just five bucks a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And Linode have a special offer for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com slash material and use promo code material2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash material and promo code material2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. You might be wondering why the audio sounds a little quieter now. It's because I am no longer at Google I.O., but uh, inside my friend's office, because yesterday we were interrupted by nature. Uh, nature was telling us to get the heck out of there. The Flaming Lips were telling us to get the heck out of there. They wanted to do their sound check. We tried to do the gimmick. <laughs> I will take notes. Um it, Definitely never sitting under a tree ever again um, because birds use that as their bathroom. Yeah. Isn't nature beautiful? But I do want to add that I think that's a great way to just um, set the scene for folks about what this developer conference is like, which is that it's outdoors. It's dusty. There are birds. I saw a couple snakes yesterday. Like, it's just this is an outdoors thing. And also, like, this is where Silicon Valley is. It's like Bonnaroo, only somehow more expensive. Yeah, how extremely more expensive. Um, all right, so we kind of fell apart toward the end there yesterday, but we're just going to quickly kind of go back into some of the bigger announcements that came out of the keynote, out of the d conference. 
uh, we're recording this on the last day of the conference, which is Thursday. Um, hours before I'm going on stage <laughs> to talk to Hiroshi. <laughs> so I'm also a little nervous and kind of cloudy in my head. But you know what? We got stuff to talk about. Um, so we kind of left off talking about the incognito mode for Google Apps and Services Extending beyond just the Chrome browser, uh, now they're going into Google Maps, into YouTube, into search, basically giving you the option to take advantage of that search engine in- indexing and and all of the magic that Google put behind its search engine on the web without worrying about whether the stuff you're searching for is going to be used as marketing towards you or is going to be used to pop up a notification later asking you, how was McDonald's yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Do do people, does this place have wheelchair access? You know, like you get the the day after maps questions to help you fill out the information. Many people who visit Rest Stop 12 on I-95 in Woburn are using it for a quickie or a afternoon delight sort of situation. Did you find the privacy to be A, discreet, B, <laughs> lacking, C, very public, but then again, I'm into that. Yeah, that's you don't that you don't want that kind of follow-up for certain things. Absolutely. Um so this is all kind of the the main theme I think of the keynote or rather the main underlying subtlety theme was that wasn't subtle transparency yes we are we are transparent you are scared of things now you are scared of the internet because it has given you reasons to be more scared of it so we're going to give you ways to feel a little safer or at least give you the illusion (laughs) (laughs) that you're safe at least you're safe from google when you don't want them to come after you. Um, Third-party apps are obviously, there's still some nasty stuff going on there with regards to like advertising, ad networks and things like that. But that's a story for another day. Um, And they they added some features for that too, to kind of limit what third-party apps can do, make sure that you're aware of what they're doing. And also like one thing that I really liked was now it's the uh, the ability to allow an app to have access to location isn't like binary on or off. Uh, it will super, super restrict them and say, you can just let them have location for this one thing you want them to do at this moment. And then it will rescind that permission almost immediately. So lots of stuff exactly. like that. But also take in mind that if you do end up turning that stuff off, because so I kind of went digging into Android Q yesterday, the third beta, because like everybody had it on their phones in the press room. And I got to see that privacy settings, um, they're they're there. They're in the settings panel and they have their own subhead, if you will, uh, to put editorial terms out there. And you go in there, and then there's a lot of other little, like, submenus that you can go into. You really have to dig in to kind of understand, like, what it is that you're doing. So just my first impression of it is I think it could be a little more maybe user-friendly for folks like my mom. But this is beta 3, so it's not the not the final version. Who knows what it'll look like. I just wanted to throw in my two cents there. Yeah. No, no. If whatever everybody's reading about uh, the Android beta, the uh, Microsoft is probably the the industry leader in changing things between a beta and actual release. Uh, Android is pr- uh, uh, Android and Google are probably second, uh, with Apple being a distant third. So if there's something that you hate, and everyone's saying how much they hate it. They're not going to – Apple's response would be, my God, look, at everybody hates this new feature in the beta. We're going to have to really work hard on that slide that explains to everybody why they're wrong and we're right. Whereas exactly. Google will probably say, let's just have another little meeting about this, more pastries, more whiteboarding. Uh, it, re- it really is um, pastries and whiteboarding, just like just like every other office, really. Um, there was also a lot of talk about like what the evolution of the assistant will start to look like. I mean, the assistant's ever evolving. This morning, it sang me happy birthday, by the way, <laughs> after my routine went off. And, and why would that be? Uh, today is my birthday, <laughs> but I'm not thinking about it yet because I, I need to get through this interview. Of course, first. of course. <laughs> 
So apologies to everyone who is being very nice to me and sending me well wishes. I'm not not there yet. Um, <laughs> so basically, so one of the things that really I was just like, wow, that's awesome. So remember the now playing feature? The way that it works on the Pixel is there's this tiny, tiny, like 100 kilobyte text file that lives on the device and it kind of comes up when the phone is listening to music and tells you what song is playing in the background. So that kind of same technology has been applied to some of the Assistant's abilities. So for instance, Google has shrunk the voice input model so far that they can they can put it on the device now to do things like, uh, you know... It, but yeah, dictate a message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was really a great demo, like really showing off what they could do by making sure that you don't even need a connection to the internet to make the assistant do things and respond to your voice. So I, I think the one of the real like razzle dazzle ones, particularly to anybody who has had bad experiences with an Apple voice assistant, is that now it doesn't have to connect, because it doesn't have to transact anything to the internet now. It has it can do things with zero latency. So the demo was like, "Hey Guillermo, what time is it? What's weather tomorrow? How about the day after that? How about in Boston? Open and create an email. Subject line and like boom, 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 and the assistant just completely just just doing stuff. Bang, 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 bang. Uh, and they're also. I think this is probably the best, the most important subtle feature. Uh, that they demonstrated all day because amongst other things it means that uh, number one you don't you can even use it in airplane mode or when you don't have access but also it means that they can really play up that look yes the the assistant is listening to you but now it's not even it's not even sharing any of your information to the mm-hmm. server just to get the feature working so it's working completely on device uh and it's also, uh, a, a, it's a way to really underscore the privacy features of uh, Android Q. And later on, when they were talking about features like live transcribe and live captioning and live relay, it was a way for them to explain that now that we're doing stuff on device 100%, there's stuff that it wouldn't be appropriate for us to like have that microphone listening in 100% of the time. But now if you want to do like just transcribe everything that goes, goes on on your phone in audio into text 100% or we want to have complete look, we'll, we'll, we'll basically turn uh, a phone mess, a phone conversation or like a voice chat conversation into the equivalent of a text messaging conversation for people who either are not in a place where they can speak or a place who people who have trouble speaking or trouble hearing. Uh, it just really pays off so many places throughout the experience. Uh, but I, I think that in terms of Google's, one of Google's biggest problems, which is begging the government to not regulate it into, into, into irrelevancy, say, look, privacy, all this stuff happening on the device, nothing can happen. Nothing, we don't, we're not looking at stuff we don't feel we need to look at. And Apple, stop being mean to us about privacy. We, it's not like we don't care. That came up in my mind too, uh, the Apple thing. Um, I, I do have to say though, I am very, again, that's like two gigabytes of information that they shrunk down to like mere kilobytes, yep. which as an, as a technological feat is quite amazing. And I, I think it's also just a great response to everyone's like, oh, well, it's connecting you to the cloud constantly. Well, look, it doesn't have to connect to the cloud for you to be able to take advantage of this. And also the reason I stumbled uh, when we were first, when I first uh, got us into this conversation was that I was thinking about Google Lens. I was thinking about the translation feature because now you can, I mean, we already knew that you could read signs and have like Google Translate translate it for you. But now it's like doing it through Google Lens so that you just pop into the camera app on um, your the device that, that is compatible with it. And then you just like point it and it does it for you there. So this is all also being done locally, yeah. which I thought was just... Search now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I just, I'm like, that is so great. And the idea was so that they could get this feature also to their low-end phones to parts of the world where folks are paying 30 to 50 bucks for a phone, not three to five, eh, three to a thousand. Like we are here <laughs> in the U S yeah. 
to say nothing of the fact that they may not have access to the internet exactly everywhere. It's, I mean, it's a modern-ish phone, but they may not necessarily have uh, a uh, a data connection at the time everywhere that exactly. they go and everywhere they live. Uh, but yeah, that that's another. That's the second place where. Actually, the first place they were doing a hard dunk on Apple. Uh, I think that's even something that, uh, uh, that, that that's, that's even a, a place where the very, very top of the keynote, Sundar, was saying, we think that these really wonderful AI features should be should belong to everybody, not just the people who can afford high-end phones. And yes, they are themselves a maker of high-end phones. But also, I think they were trying to say that Apple doesn't sell you a $400 phone. We sell you a $400 phone. We have an operating system that runs on $40 phones. Hey, Apple, how much does it cost us to, to own an iPhone? Well, and that's why Google can laud it has 2.5 billion <laughs> activations for yeah. like Android, which is which is quite a chunk of the world population. Just so everybody knows, um, what are we up to now? Eight million, eight billion, or something like that. <laughs> that's a big chunk. Um, also related to this it are some new accessibility features, which really is going to benefit everybody because so I'm I'm a captions person. I have been since I was 11. Um, at that age is when we got our first TV with closed captioning because <laughs> that was like a big th- that was a big new feature in the 90s. So live transcribe, which is going to help those who are blind to effectively have convert like text messaging conversations with folks um, without missing out on the message. Um, also live captions, which will work for both audio and video, which is bringing us closer to that world of indexed podcasts, by the way, because the audio includes podcasts. So if you missed something and your I said, you'll be able to just have captions for us now, which also means I guess you could read our podcast when you're trying to avoid people. So perhaps we should start advertising that ability when it comes through. <laughs> Why talk to your friends when you can listen or you can read Andy and Flo? <laughs> um, and to kind of help train these models, Google talked about Project Euphonia, which is a pretty name, but also refers to how they're soliciting voice samples of kind of hard to understand voices to train the machine learning. So one of the examples they used was, um, I, I forgot, he was Eastern European slash Russian of some sort, uh, and I believe he had a speech impediment and... That was sort of the example that like not everybody, yeah, it's not every, it's a diversity of speech, yeah. right? Like we need to be more inclusive for folks who don't talk way too fast like me. <laughs> yeah, and also, and also making a point of people who have like MS, people who have had strokes. I mean, I've uh, my my dad had a stroke, and mm-hmm. his speech was very very difficult to understand. And that that was a that was a hell of a demo because I really struggled to understand what he was saying and they the 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 video told the story of how they say well we're google we can probably fix this that this would be a good thing to 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 learn about and so they built a voice model that could understand this really really hard to understand voice and it was kind of magical to hear this again i could sort of get bits and pieces maybe but it was being translated almost flawlessly word for word as he was speaking uh into text that anybody could read and then you could imagine that could be turned into like synthetic speech uh and that's a pretty powerful thing that's something i'd never really thought about before that demo on to a little bit so i know i kind of talked about android q already but um basically the overarching theme of android q whatever it's going to be called i think it's just going to be called android 10 um some of the things because there's nothing i mean kints kints like there's not a lot of desserts that start with q i'm so some of the themes kind of related to it well they said this in the keynote which was innovation, security and privacy, and digital well-being. And actually, um, when I talked to Stephanie Cuthbertson later, uh, yesterday, she had mentioned that this, this exact, like, you know, resonated with these three particular themes. And we got to lead with innovation because that's the stuff that gets people to the operating system. Here's how things are new and better. Okay. Yes, we've got 5G 
uh, UI that will mold to a foldable screen, live captions system-wide. That is definitely innovation. Um, as far as I know, iOS doesn't do that. We've got the the dark theme, which people have been clamoring for. I mean, both Android fans and novice users alike have been clamoring for their phones not to be so darn bright all the time. And also with OLED screens just really being popular in this day and age, you don't want to have your battery sucked out all day just to display a white screen. That's ridiculous. Also, we're a lot more emo as a society. It's very true. I don't want to, like, look at brightness all the time. Like, sometimes I want half of a black wall. Is that so bad? Uh, (laughs) Part of the security and privacy was kind of what we mentioned earlier, which is the ability to hone in on the permissions, swipe on and off what you want and what you don't want to have access to, um, just having more fine-tuned abilities over that. And we can talk about that more maybe next week because I'm kind of hoping to jump onto the beta now and really check out like what's what's in there, especially with regards to privacy and permissions. And then there's digital well-being, which is a huge initiative on Google's part. I genuinely believe in the utility of digital well-being. It has it has really made my life better uh, with my phone. And what's coming to both P and Q this fall is a mode called Focus Mode, <laughs> which is going to let you – and it doesn't matter what you're focusing on, whether it's work or play. It's going to let you – block out those distractions when you don't want them. So when you're binge watching Netflix, you can shut off Slack. Nobody from Slack can get to you. And when you are at work, you can have just like the three core people in your life kind of come up to you if you if they need something from you. Yeah. It's it's basically honing in a little more so you don't just use that do not disturb feature and kind of faving people. It's just making it so it's a little more robust. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really cool feature because it's a really fine-grained uh, approach to this vague thing called focus. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if, if if I'm in, like, when I'm in writing mode, I really just want, uh, like, one, I want uh, a app that I usually use for my outlines and an app that I usually use just for writing. Mm-hmm. And so you could just basically say focus mode means... Uh, approve this app um, yeah, approve this writing app approve this uh this notes app uh and also allow messages to only come in from your editor and the everything else will be shut off effectively and that's just something you can now do just by tapping one button after you set things mm-hmm. up and so it's it seems this is the sort of feature that you that you craft when you're serious about this as a well-being feature as opposed to what I would call the Samsung approach to feature creation, which is how well with, will this demo and <laughs> can we come up with a cool name for it? And then you sort of build out the engineering behind it. Exactly. Um, so there's plenty more again to look forward to Android Q. We will get more into that as as the story unfolds yeah. because we're, we don't have the full story right we're, now. We're giving, we're giving you like immediate reactions, and next, yeah. next week, knowing that we'll have had an entire week to look more to play with this on the in the beta, and also do a lot more thinking, and also that again we'll have stories about someone who might have had a stage time with Hiroshi Lockheimer. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna embarrass myself or Flo by mentioning who it is, but it's a casual chat. We're just gonna talk about chat. his day. We're just exactly. gonna talk about what he eats for breakfast. Wouldn't it be um, cool if this were just like a, a Google's biggest excuse to throw a huge surprise party for you? Oh God! It's the only way they make sure that they that like you'd be in the room. Oh boy! Oh God! Did I blow it? Oh, I, I blew it. Didn't uh, I? I'm so nervous, Andy. Just adding <laughs> adding fuel to it. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I still have to get ready. By the way, we're doing. I'm completely in pajamas because that's. I, I'm so tired today. Um. Okay. So so moving on. <laughs> so another one of the themes that Google really talked about in the keynote is it wants to help initiate the helpful hum. Which listen, if you set this thing up to help you when you need it like it's totally it totally works i'm telling you from from experience i definitely i appreciate the assistant and the fact that it has made it so when i walk into a room now i try to turn on the lights with my voice no matter where i am uh, it turns out it doesn't work everywhere <laughs> um i got to actually 
play with the Nest Hub Max a little bit. So one of the big announcements was that Nest is being integrated into the product nomenclature. So Google Home Hub is now the Nest Hub. And they announced the Nest Hub Max is sort of the next little like uh, more premium version that you can get. And the Nest Hub Max is going to be $230. Bucks. Um, the old hub has been reduced to $130. Bucks, so that extra $100 is getting you a 10-inch display and a camera, which uses local face match to give you personal responses like your calendar, your messages. That's going to be linked to your account, kind of the same way you set up the assistant now to work with the different home hubs and to work within your house. And... Uh, just so everybody knows, that camera is not a Nest camera. So it is not, you can access it from the Nest app, but it is not Nest camera smarts. So the $230 you're paying is for the hub max and the things that it can do. Not so much that Nest, if you want a Nest camera, you need to buy a Nest security camera. The thing with the machine learning smarts in it, the thing that you pay annually for Nest Aware to be able to get that. The Nest Hub Max, from what I understand, will work like a security camera and that'll like let you know if somebody walks in front of it that it doesn't recognize. I didn't get to test that. I will hopefully be able to test it this year. Um, but I asked, I wanted to get more clarification on whether there was a Nest camera bundle in there because I was thinking like 230 I mean, that's the price of a security camera, but it's not the same security camera. At the same vein, it's good to have a camera in it because if you want to do the duo video calling um, and then the camera like notices when you walk in front of it and it'll like pop up a little bubble in the corner and goes, hello, Florence, like here. And then the home screen changes to your personalized home screen on the display so that it shows just like your appointments and yeah. it shows you your YouTube preferences and so like, like what you what music you want to listen to. Yeah, so if you have like three people in the house, each with their own Google account, now they don't your your partner will not be seeing your meetings. You'll 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 make sure that there's you'll you'll be able to see your own. That's pretty cool. Yeah, stuff. and I and I hope this will fix the problem in my house because my husband and I both have our own accounts for the same apps. And like it kind of gets annoying when my Spotify algorithm picks up like something that he was <laughs> listening to. It's like, yeah, you didn't know that was his Spotify. That's kind of a bummer. <laughs> you know, also just worth saying the Hub Max does have a quote unquote max sound capacity. So the idea is that it's it's bassy and boomy, just like yeah. the Big Max, um, but it's kind of in a tiny, a smaller package. Um, I thought it was also pretty good that now that they're rolling the, the your your Nest ID is now going to become it's now going to be based on your Google ID instead of your Nest ID. So given that, I think an an, an increasing problem is that not only do we have lots of data shared with lots of company companies, but lots of these companies have different privacy policies and different different levels of sophistication on security. So the idea of saying that, well, we're going to delete, basically we're going to ask you to change your Nest account into a Google account. Uh, and now the much tighter restrictions on what the company can do with your data is now going to apply to all of your Nest stuff. And also, although I don't think Nest is a terrible company, I do think that, uh, Google has the best balance between siphoning in lots and lots of your data while also protecting it from outside miscreants and not doing things like Facebook does, which is say, you know, we really want to train our AI on private messages. Why don't we outsource the problem to uh, a center in India that will be able to read lots and lots and lots of people's real private messages and then tell the AI what kind of messages they are? That's sort of thing. I think Amazon also did that, by the way. Yeah. It was having people listening. I mean, I get it. You have to listen to those things, but like... I would feel more comfortable if it was a machine. For some reason, I would feel more comfortable if it was a machine doing it because at least I would know it's all mathematical and not like some person being like, ha, 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 they're talking about stupid stuff, you know? <laughs> anyway, to round off kind of the hardware, this because this was more of a hardware, this was a particularly hardware-heavy Google I.O. compared to the last couple of years, which I have to say is a nice change of pace. Um, the Pixel 3a and 3a XL were finally released, finally showed off to everybody in three beautiful colors, a white one, a black one, and a purple-ish. 
Why wouldn't they call it lilac? It's lilac. And it's springtime. Everybody no, likes No, it's purple-ish. Lilac. Honestly, it's actually not that purple in person. Okay. It's ish purple. <laughs> like, you could tell it's supposed to be purple, but it's so light. Like, like the machine ran out of toner as they were making the phone. Precisely. Actually, that's a great way to describe it. Um, and then with like a really neon button. I got to take one of these home, which I'm going to log on to the beta, get it all set up this weekend. I want to talk about it more next week and, and let you all know my impressions about it. Um, I'm excited to use it because I want to know if this is something that I can start recommending to folks. Because this is a $400 phone. It starts at $400. It has a headphone jack, which is going to make it accessible to so many more markets and not just be like, hey, you need to have Bluetooth for this or a special, you know, adapter. I'll tell you what courage is about. Courage is removed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's Apple. (laughs) That's literally what they said. Said we're taking away this feature because we have courage. Sorry. By the way, I'm listening to you through a pair of Apple Buds that my friend let me borrow. And you sound very good on them, I have to say. Wired. I haven't, I haven't heard them in a while. Wired. They're buds. wired. They're wired. <laughs> yes. Uh, your standard 3.5 millimeter. Um, so it looks like it's supposed to have the same camera system without the Pixel Visual Core. Again, I'm going to be the judge of that <laughs> when I get to like go out and take simultaneous pictures of all the things. Um, it they were dunking on Apple a tiny bit, which I kind of feel like it's time. It, it's just time. Like Apple's been deliberately coming after Google and its keynotes. And I know this is like silly, but for those of us who are fans, it can be kind of fun because it's like Marvel versus DC. So, you know, <laughs> one canon to the other. So uh, they said what other makers do with expensive hardware, we do with AI. So you're paying comparing the Pixel 3a to the iPhone 10, which I just think, you know what? Again, it's time, Google. I'll let you have that. You you deserve to have your, you know, your little punch too. Yeah, P- particularly because... They, do, they punch each other all the time, these yeah. companies. No, particularly because like the camera is like one of maybe the, the tent pole feature, the thing that they really, really point out that here's how much we've improved this, yeah. whatever it is. And they're very, very happy to, granted in night sight only, show here is the $1,000 camera versus here is our $400 camera. And within, okay, yes, in in a club with zero lighting, yes, night sight does make the difference. But if it really does have the same, the same lens system, the same sensor system, uh, uh, the only thing that it's missing is, again, that pix- pixel visual core chip for like machine learning stuff, then yeah, the, if it a $400 phone can really be just as good as like a 2018 iPhone X, that's, that's celebratory. That's good. I just have to say as a side note, um, I did go up to Rick Osterloh and I said, you should really be testing night sight in Vegas. <laughs> I said, because I just got back from Vegas and I'm the only one who took pictures at night. So. <laughs> but is it ever dark in Las Vegas? Well, it is the thing. I mean, it's very hard to take. So I told him we went to the Neon Boneyard and I said, I, I used the opportunity to test the phone to its limits and see what the video was like at night and see what the photos were like at night, both with and without night sight. And I was, I was truly impressed compared to what everybody uploaded from their iPhone 10s and their iPhone 10Rs because um, that's what some of my friends have now. So I, you know, it's, it's fun to do this. <laughs> it's fun to compare <laughs> your phone to others. Uh, very quickly, Pixel 3a will have Active Edge. Um, it does have Active Edge. You can actually go buy it now. Plastic body instead of glass, which might bode well for in front of Marilyn Monroe's house. Also shared that story with everybody <laughs> with Google about how Marilyn Monroe haunted me. Um, also, mid-range CPU, but again, we'll see if that's hard to notice or not because... I got to tell you, yesterday I was getting real frustrated with the Pixel 3. So. <laughs> Wait, the, the the 3A or the. the no, the 3. The, oh, okay. the, the high end 3. It was just like because I was switching between Android Auto and then I was constantly switching between apps and I was going off and on Bluetooth. And 
Um, my phone was having – anyway, we don't need to talk about my phone problems <laughs> right now. But there's – yeah, there's been some frustrations. <laughs> we could talk about that next week. That's a that's a horrible situation because rarely are you having a you, you often have problems with phone hardware no matter who makes it you rarely know that I'm probably within a hundred yards of the person that I need to throttle who's responsible for my pain at this moment. Yeah, but at the same time, remember there are people behind these things, and like one user is. <laughs> There, there's a lot of nuance that comes to yes, yes. software and hardware engineering. It's a lot of hard work. And I want to remind everybody of that because, because when you're at Google I.O., you you really do get reminded of that, is that there these are all just the people behind it. And and I think that's why it's also important the discussions that we have about what is going on internally at the company, because all of that will eventually trickle down to how the products are made. From what I see, Android is going in a much better direction. I was really I was really happy with the keynote in terms of, you know what? You got the information to me. We got new stuff out of this. And I kind of liked the hype machine was brought down a little bit. Yeah. They they kind of dialed it down a little bit. And it was like, okay, listen, we know you've been talking about this stuff and this stuff and this stuff. So we're going to just address it. Like, we know. And here's how we're going to try and and appease you users and developers. And I, I appreciate, I do, I appreciate that as a consumer of products. Um, and then also as a journalist, I appreciate that because the thing that, the thing that's absolutely infuriating is when everybody's talking about one thing and the company or the person is like, la la la, can't hear you. Right. So overall, you know what? This is a good Google (laughs) IO. I'm going back in like two hours. Well, I guess I guess we should wrap up with the the one question that I know that is on everybody's lips right now. Mm-hmm. Will you be able to buy me a Google I/O 2019 vinyl Android doll and send it to me? Yes, I will do my. I will, I'm going. I'm going there. So after I'm done talking to Hiroshi, I'm going to go straight to the Google to the little store, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go grab you one. They have different <laughs> colors this year, so you can actually buy them in, like, the spectrum of the rainbow. And I see people with, like, giant bags, and they just have, like, all the little boxes in there. So I apologize. I haven't had any time to, no, like, no, no, walk, no, no. The sh- walk the floor at all. Like, I am bummed because I haven't seen any of the experiments. I've just been, again, press room and Google HQ. That's – And I, I, I was – 60% joking. I know that you what if you have if you have time if you're going there to get stuff for yourself then I will reimburse you for a Google Android. But please if if, if it means like 20 extra minutes of do, of seeing cool things there that's fine by me. No, no, no. They put they put it it's right at the entrance. It's like Disneyland. Exit through <laughs> you the gift in, shop. It's like exactly. <laughs> like here's the gift shop. Would you like the light up things? I'm surprised they're not selling light up Android like glow wands, you know, like at Disneyland. I'm listen. The Flaming Lips played last night. Would have been all right. Well, that kind of wraps it up for our IO wrap up, and I just want to thank Andy for bearing with me in the experiment. I was trying to do the Man on the Street style <laughs> podcasting. Again, we're going to work on the kinks for this because uh, podcasting is a fun yeah, – I call it my art. Yes. So I like to figure out different ways to like make it – you know, like like Leonardo, look like Leonardo da Vinci. We're consistently we're we're always trying out new techniques, and sometimes it's like the Last Supper where the paint flicks off the, exactly. the side, and sometimes a bird poops right on your Chromebook. Uh, actually, for as, as a durability thing, where was the keyboard like after you disinfected it, and you did have like bleach wipes? So I had Clorox. I have Clorox wipes on me all the time, and wet ones. <laughs> yes. So, but the keyboard was uh, intact. It did not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's under the keyboard at this point. I'm a little scared, but on top of the keyboard, everything's fine. Uh, and for the record, for those of you, so I work outside a lot. So that's also why I kind of like, you know, travel with these things on me, but that was definitely, I'm hoping that was an omen of good luck because, because in many cultures, it's good luck when a bird poops on you, a bird pooped on the laptop. So 
which is connected to me. Well, I think that counts. Yeah, I will. I I will say this. This could be a good omen for like uh, your interview and your your stage <laughs> work and all the other stuff, because as uh, as they always say, birds always poop before they fly. So if the morning is not going well, that means that you've metaphorically the pooping has happened, and now you're ready to fly. After one more cup of coffee. Yes. Um, and I also want to thank Jim. <laughs> Our editor, who is just a saint and takes care of us every week. And um, thank you, Jim. Just big shout out to you for bearing with us in our experiments <laughs> and and the things, the natural disasters that happen when we're podcasting in the and field. I thought it would be funny to record on Reel to Reel this week. So uh, expect a FedEx. You are going to have oh, to sign no. for it. Oh, I yeah, I remember AV Club back in the day. Um, with that, Andy, where can people find you? And like, are you doing any Google I/O coverage this week? Uh, I'm actually most of it is going to be uh, for NPR on uh, WGBH oh, tomorrow. Actually, uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to be recording in our studio at the Boston Public Library. If you get this in time, uh, you can get catch me from 11:30 a.m. to noon. And uh, if you're not there present at the Boston Public Library, you can uh, go to WGBH, WGBHnews.org and they'll stream it live or you can watch it later on. Or, or as usual, spell my last name, type it into a web browser, uh, either in uh, Instagram or Twitter or just as a web address and you'll find my blog and my Twitter and my Instagram. Perfect. Thank you very much, Andy. Um, as for me, you know where to follow me, florenceion.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at OhThatFlow. And um, my What's New in Android Q article just posted on Lifehacker. So if you want to go check that out, go check that out and, and share it with people who might want to know what's coming <laughs> to Android Q. Until next week, everybody, have a great seven days. And Flo, spend at least two of those days sleeping. Oh, uh, you bet I will be spending two of those days sleeping. <laughs>